0: Good morning and welcome to The Morning Briefing for Friday, October 12th, 2018. I'm your host, Eric Dame, and coming up on today's show, we're going to speak with Edgar Gonzalez. Edgar is a Ranger-qualified soldier still serving in the Army, in fact, getting ready to deploy to Afghanistan, but he's also got a side job. That side job, he is the co-founder and CEO of Gold Star Vodka. It's a uh, veteran-owned, Army-owned, he and his brother are both running the thing, uh, vodka brand that is actually you might guess from the name, going to give some of their proceeds to Gold Star Families. Uh, A few dollars from every bottle sold are going to go to Gold Star Families, currently available down in Georgia. And as he'll tell us during the interview, they're looking to expand to some other markets coming up soon. So we'll talk to Edgar about what it's like serving in the Army and running a business at the same time. And hear the entire story of Gold Star Vodka, with interestingly enough, started off with hoverboards. Hmm. Before we get to that we got to talk about what's going on in the news as it relates to veterans. And we've got a story up on ConnectingVets.com that's specifically about veterans in Kentucky. But if you really think about it, it's about all of us. There are some new scams targeting veterans in Kentucky. The Attorney General's Office of the Bluegrass State say they've received several reports from veterans saying that con artists are switching their bank account information and getting their monthly bank deposits so people receiving a uh, disability pay retirement pay what's happening is someone calls you and pretends to be either an employee of a bank social security administration or even a veterans organization and the victims are then told their bank account must be reverified following suspicious activity that's something that can can worry you you know if my bank called me and they said hey this is us calling from your bank we need to reverify your account well one, I'm a little bit more uh, aware of these scams, so I'm probably going to say, huh, oh, wow, what's going on here? But at the same time, you don't want to hear about some problems with your bank that just a simple re-verification uh, could actually fix. So what these veterans in Kentucky are getting are phone calls saying, hey, we need to re-verify your account. We need to have your information and make sure that it's the right information. That doesn't make sense at face value, and some of us might figure out, hey, I'm not giving you my bank information, routing number and everything over the phone. That is just not happening. But you got to remember, particularly with the elderly veterans, some of them are not quite as wary of these scams. Some of them are not quite as savvy when it comes to detecting them. And it's not just the older veterans. There are some younger veterans as well who will make mistakes on this, just thinking like, whoa, the Social Security Administration is calling me. i got to make sure that I'm getting this straight. Well, it turns out that these are just con artists, and they are particularly targeting seniors, as I said. Uh, And there are a lot of reports coming into the Kentucky Attorney General's office about these new scams. Thankfully, they're getting the news out there, as is the AARP. And according to the AARP, veterans are actually twice as likely to be victimized by scam artists. And because of that, AARP has actually put together a list of the most recent scams targeting veterans. So here's the list of them. Government grant program. They make an offer for you to take advantage of a little-known program for the military that could result in thousands of dollars in increased benefits. If you were able to get thousands of dollars in increased benefits, it would not be a little-known program. Just got to think about that. Cash for VA payments. This one is an offer to receive an immediate large lump sum cash in return for signing over your monthly VA or disability benefits. The VA doesn't do that. That's not in their budget. I can promise you the VA is not going to give you a large lump sum instead of uh, you know giving you your monthly payments. This isn't the lottery where you get to decide whether you want it in a lump sum or a monthly payment. VA payments are always going to come uh, monthly as far as regular payments. Not saying if there's a settlement or something like that. Tax debt relief, an officer offer to reduce taxes you may owe, student loan. This is one targeting the younger veterans. This is an offer for you to go back to school and have it paid for because of your military service. And all you need to get it is to give them your social security number, your bank number, and the routing number for your bank. Because, you know, they've got to give you uh, the money. We've got to get it to you. And if we don't have all that information, well, we're not going to be able to get it to you. And you're not going to be able to take advantage of this amazing program that no one ever told you about before this phone call. Medical bill help. That's one that affects everybody. An offer to receive help with your medical bills because of your military service. If you need help with your medical bills because of your military service, contact the veteran service organizations, contact the VA. Uh, Don't let someone contact you fishing for you being uh, in need of that kind of assistance. Drug discounts. An offer to help you pay for prescription drug medication because of your military service. There's actually a company that's come out now that has a great way to do that totally legally where you go to their website and you actually find coupons for just about every type of prescription that you could find out there. Uh, We're actually going to talk to them next week on the show. Help with assisted living. That's an offer to help you qualify for nursing home or assisted living benefits because of your military service. You can qualify for that, but you need to go through the VA to do it. Free back leg or arm brace. Again, go to the VA. Don't let some random Yahoo calling you on the phone try to get you uh, to give your information for a free brace. And then cremation or burial services. An offer to purchase cremation or burial services at a discount because of your military service. Uh, Guess what? If you were honorably discharged, your state and the VA, they have benefits that are available to you. So again, if people cold call you about these benefits uh, and these great programs that no one's ever heard of, Well, if they're so great, why has no one ever heard of them? Start asking those questions of yourself. Maybe ask them of them. I mean, it's not going to be as obvious as the recent ones I've been getting on my cell phone are the calls from uh, an automated, like computerized voice saying, You owe, this is IRS. You owe back tax, and feds are coming to arrest you now unless you give information. It's clearly created by someone who English is not their first language, it does give you a phone number to call. So what I'm actually thinking of doing, the next one that I get, and I've gotten at least one per week for the last month or so, the next one that I get, I'm going to call them back and I'm going to record it and maybe play it right here on this radio program. So there are three basic steps to follow to protect yourself from those scams. One, don't respond to unknown callers. If you didn't contact Social Security or the VA, they're not going to contact you. Think about that. How would this person know that you're a veteran? How would they know what you need? What they're doing is just casting a wide net, figuring, well, a lot of people need help with prescriptions. A lot of people are veterans. Something like 12% of the population uh, has served in the military or something like that, right? Total. uh, Although dropping every day as the World War II, Korea, and Vietnam veterans leave us at higher numbers. Here's the biggest one. Never. Never. Provide personal, financial, or account login information to unknown or unverified people. If my bank calls me saying that they need my information, yeah, they're going to get it from me in person. I'm going to go to the bank and I'm going to do it there so that I know who I'm dealing with and who I'm talking to. The other thing to think about with this, uh, being a member of a VSO, the the VFW specifically, they will not contact you over the phone uh, looking for money or donations. They do not do that. The VFW will sell the Buddy Poppy around Memorial Day. Uh, They do those sorts of things. They have fundraisers. They don't do cold calls trying to get money from you. So if someone says they're from uh, the American Legion, the VFW, AmVets, uh, any of those organizations, they're not going to call you cold uh, asking for that money. The local posts absolutely do not do that. If you're a member and one of your buddies from the post calls, that's a different thing. But they will not cold call you looking for those donations Also, protect your computer and banking information by using security software, firewalls, keep security patches and passwords up to date. If you have a computer and your uh, antivirus protection has expired, you know, when you buy it, you get whatever, Norton or whatever, for a couple of years for free. There are free programs out there that are fantastic. I use one. It's called Avast. You can go check it out. There is a paid version, but there's also a free version that does a pretty good job for you as well. Now, if you think you've been scammed, here's what you need to do. The VA's Identity Safety Service has a helpline. It's open Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Number is 855-578-5492. You can find that number. Don't worry about writing it down. I'm not going to repeat it. Go to ConnectingVets.com. You'll see the story from Jonathan Kopanger about the new scam hitting veterans in Kentucky. And one thing that we've learned is if a scam is hitting veterans in one state, it's probably going to expand to the others if it's not already there. Morning briefing. Good morning, Matthew Jordan. How you doing today? All right. So let's move over to some good news for retirees and disabled vets. There's going to be a pretty big bump coming to your cost of living allowance. In fact, it's the biggest increase for cost of living allowance for veterans, uh, retirees, and disabled vets in seven years. We're talking about 2.8%. That's going to be for 2019. It's the largest raise since 2012. So I guess six years. I think I said seven. If you're at the top of military retirement pay, 2.8% is another $369 per month. That's a car payment. That's your, uh, you know, maybe your cable bill and your power bill or something like that. This is... Not a massive amount of money, but it's significant. It can cover some costs, particularly for our retirees and disabled vets who are on a fixed income and don't have uh, more coming in. This is a big deal. 2.8%, the largest adjustment to cost of living allowance for retirees and disabled veterans in six years. So that's uh, $67 what is that, 67 million? I don't know. I'm looking at a... Looking at a number here <laughs> about Social Security benefits as well. So, retirees who signed up on or after August first, 1986 and opted in for the career status bonus will see an increase of just under 2%, which translates to $84 more for an E7 with 20 years or 162 more for an 05 with the same time in service. I've always thought they should switch that around. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning, Jupiter. And if you're uh, wondering who I'm saying good morning to, check us out on Facebook Live every morning at 715 What do you guys think? I think that the E7 who did 20 years or the E6 who did 20 years should get more retirement pay than the O5 who did. That O5 made more money while they were in. They should, technically, I mean, if you think about it, logically, they should have more money saved up. That retired chief or sergeant first class or gunny, they made less money. They probably have less in the bank. Give them more retirement pay. That would be an interesting switch around. I mean, it would kind of make sense to me. The people who, who made less probably would need more money after they retire. Of course, that's not the way it goes. So, you know, it, it's a difference, but not a significant difference there. I mean, it's, it's twice as much, basically, for the 05. So I guess it is significant. 20 years for an E7 who signed up on or after August 1st, 1986, $84 more a month. E7, $162 more a month. Now, for disability Good morning, Bill. There are a lot of disabled veterans out there rated at 100% through the VA. If you have a 100% disability rating and you're receiving that pay, you can expect to see an $83 increase. On the other end, if you have a 10% rating, your payments will go up $4. Okay. That's not a lot of money. $4, not going to make a huge difference, but $83, I mean, it certainly could. The annual increase comes from the Consumer Price Index, which actually measures the cost of goods and other expenses. The way it works is if the CPI increases the previous year, so does COLA. Of course, if you served in the military and you were stationed overseas particularly, you're very familiar with COLA. We got massive cola uh, amounts when I lived over in Europe because the euro was so much stronger at that time than the dollar. I mean, at times it was like two plus euro for the dollar, I think. When I was in Iceland, the exchange rate was even worse. It was like 700 kroner for the dollar, and a beer cost like seven thousand kroner or something like that or 70 kroner for the dollar and a beer cost 700 kroner so it was like ten dollars for a beer out in town the reason we didn't get the the huge cost of living amount up there is because we couldn't live out in town we were restricted to base um, but if you're a retiree you get that 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 benefit if you're a disabled veteran you get that benefit and a 2.8 percent increase overall is a big one. So check that out. If you are retired or if you are a disabled veteran, you'll be able to go to connectingvets.com to get more information on that. Great story by our reporter, Matt Sainsing. Covers all sorts of issues, including those uh, benefits. Here's a, a story about a benefit that's not going well. We've been talking about this a little bit. I actually wrote uh, a story about this a little while ago. We've got a few stories up on the website. Specifically talking here about the GI Bill. The GI Bill payments, specifically your living stipend payments, if you are in college and getting those, that GI Bill payment is wrong. Everybody's getting the wrong payment because the VA, well, they screwed up. There's no better way to put it. They screwed up, and they screwed up pretty badly. Some people haven't gotten any living stipend payment, somewhere around 184,000 veterans, according to the VFW. And then everybody else who has gotten it, they're getting the wrong rate because the GI bill changed congress made some changes last year to it made it the Harry W Colmery uh, Veterans Education Assistance Act aka the Forever GI bill one of the things they changed is your living stipend is now based on the zip code of where the school is and not where you live so for example let's say if you live in uh i don't know northern virginia and you're going to school in washington dc you'll get the co- you'll get the uh the the Baa rate for an E-5 with dependents for Washington, D.C., not where your house is outside of there in Virginia. For some people, that's more money. For some people, it's less. There's some good news about that, though. If you're being paid more, this is perhaps the one instance where the VA is not going to come back and try to get that money back from you. If they're overpaying you right now, you are going to get to keep that money. Hey, good morning, Daniel, and thank you there. And I'm sorry I see your previous comment uh, about the... uh, About the, uh, uh, sorry, the uh, cost of living increase, inflation is up. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons for it. The consumer price index, uh, there's there's a lot of stuff there. And I'm glad to see some people agreeing with me on giving uh, our retired enlisted more money than our retired officers. They need it more. You know what I'm saying? I know it's not the way it works and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so with these GI Bill payment issues where everybody's getting the wrong amount or not getting the amount at all, Chairman Phil Rowe of the House Veterans Affairs Committee has finally broken his silence on this. He went on KCBS with uh, Rebecca Carroll. I believe that's down in his home state of Tennessee. He assured that anyone who is missing the allowance payments can expect to be paid eventually. When is eventually? Eventually. Eh, we don't know <laughs> some, some point down the line again. It all goes back for me The the greatest example is this VA ID card that they made available to people almost a year ago that only 30 something percent of the people who put in for it have gotten it. We have Joe Schinelli from Amvets in here every Thursday and every Thursday for the last year, I've been asking him, Hey, got that VA ID card yet? Nope. Still doesn't have it. Uh, although he did just put in another application. So we'll see if that fixes things up. Although eh, I wouldn't hold my breath. Uh, The post-9-11 GI Bill, according to Roe, was, quote, expanded for a lifetime benefit, and it is a phenomenal benefit. Of course, you have the uh, other change that was a big one that I couldn't believe was on the books. Purple Heart recipients who hadn't served long enough to qualify for the forever GI Bill or for the uh, post-9-11 GI Bill, they didn't get it. Can you imagine that? Just because you, let's say you join the Army, you go to your AIT, and then you deploy, and you've only been in for three months or something like that, and an IED goes off or you get shot— Under the previous rules, because you didn't serve, I think it's six months minimum that you had to serve, you would not be eligible for the GI Bill. That's insane. It didn't affect a a massive number of people, but it affected some people, and they've thankfully changed it. They've changed that. They changed the zip code requirement, but they didn't make the changes properly. And it's kind of infuriating because the VA had a year to prepare for this. These changes were enacted by Congress last year. The VA had a year to get ready. They knew when school was starting up. They know the semester starts every year, right? Fall semester for colleges starts in September. In some places, I think it starts like early October, eh, sometimes late August, somewhere in that time frame. Typically in September, they weren't ready for it. And we actually have something that's going to air on the Ion Veterans program, which airs around the country. Go to ConnectingVets.com and search Ion Veterans to find a list of radio stations where the other show that I do airs on over-the-air radio. Um, we talked to a certifying official from East Tennessee State University, uh, which is pretty interesting because Phil Rowe is actually from Tennessee. So Mr. Tony Banks from East Tennessee State University told us, hey, the VA even hired 200-plus people specifically to work on this. 200 additional people were hired by the VA to get ready to make sure that these changes were implemented and everything went off smoothly. Didn't happen. And as of, I think it was earlier this week, when uh, Matt Sainson actually interviewed and talked to Tony Banks, they hadn't heard anything from the VA on this. Tony Banks is the school certifying official for East Tennessee State University. He had gotten zero contact from the VA on the issue. The VA finally did send out an email to students on Wednesday. It was... It's kind of typically vague as far as those things go, where it said, hey, uh, the average time that it's taking is uh, just over 35 days. Average time is just over 35. Give us the average. 35 days? 36 days? What's just over 35 days? Because if there's one thing I've learned about the VA, it's when they give you a general thing. They don't give you specifics. It's absolutely meaningless. Just over 35 days could mean 90 days, and this has been a problem already. Those people who are in school and not getting their living stipend, if you're in school full time, it's hard to hold down a job to pay for everything, so they count on that money, right? Well, guess what? They're not getting it, and guess who doesn't know or care about the issues at the VA? Credit card companies, power company, internet company, landlords, none of those people know about it. No. And there's Ryan with the San Francisco BAA trade, $4,330. Yeah. And it costs about what? My cousin who lives out there actually put up a thing on what the average cost of an apartment was. It was pretty ridiculous. Reminded me of where I'm originally from up in uh, Southwest Connecticut, where, you know, I paid over $2,000 for a one bedroom, one bathroom apartment, $2,000 a month for a tiny little apartment and a nice building, but still, um, this is, this is a big issue. And here's what Roe said. So here's, here's the notice that he gave to the veterans who haven't been paid from the chairman of the House Veterans Affairs Committee. And I quote, let me just cut straight to the chase. So there are veterans out there that are listening. One, probably all of you are being paid the wrong amount, the 1% increase that nobody is getting. Good news is eventually if you've been overpaid, they are not, not going to claw back their money. You keep what you got. If you've been underpaid, you will get your money. Okay, great. And I do like that the VA realizes, hey, we jacked up. We jacked up pretty bad. So we're not going to do the typical government thing of we gave you a little bit too much. You need to give it back immediately. You remember that, right? Defense finance accounting. If they overpaid you five dollars, they take that five dollars back the moment they realized it. If they underpaid you. Oh, well, there's a six month process that you need to go to get that five dollars that they owed you. It it was, uh, uh, you know, that's just the way that it works. It's just the way that it works with the government, but not in this case. So that's a good thing. But I don't like that they're not giving anybody any sort of deadline. But it makes sense because they had a deadline set in stone a year ago, and they still couldn't get it done on time. This is why a lot of people push for privatization of various aspects of the VA. Because we see time and time again these issues where the VA has something that they know is coming. They've been told by Congress it's going to come, and they still are unable to do it. Even when it's something they implemented themselves without Congress telling them to, like the VA ID card. They did that themselves. They barely announced the launch of it. It was a very soft, quiet launch last uh, November on Veterans Day. And then the site crashed that night. So even without it being heavily promoted to the veteran community, the number of people who applied for that card crashed it. I've said it. I don't know, we've been on the air here for, what, a year and a half, somewhere around 600 morning briefing shows, uh, most of which you can find on ConnectingVets.com if you go to the podcast section where it's downloadable. I've said it several times before, if not hundreds of times before. The medical care at the VA, for the most part, there are exceptions, those horror stories that we hear of you know, surgical devices being left inside of people and stuff like that, that happens everywhere. It happens at the best hospitals, believe it or not. The medical care at the VA tends to be uh, very good. And the research and development that they're doing over there on new uh, ways to treat things, it's second to none, really. Look down the list of what the VA has created. Pacemaker came from the VA. The, the advances in um, your, your oh, geez, what's the word I'm looking for? Your fake leg, uh, your your replacement leg. Um, I'm just drawing a blank here. A lot of that stuff comes out of the VA. On the other hand, the administrative and bureaucratic side of the VA is broken. Is it irretrievably, irreparably broken? I don't know, man. I don't know. Prosthetics. That's the word I was looking for. I don't know if it's irreparably broken. I do know that it's broken and something needs to be done. And now we've got college students who have had to take out emergency loans. We've heard from people who had to do that, borrowing money from family or just falling behind on their bills and hoping that the VA gets everything straightened out in somewhere around 35 days. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Again, they said with those ID cards, which is just a silly little thing to get free food on Veterans Day and identify yourself for like little giveaways and things like that, they said, you know, it will take somewhere around 45 days for you to get it. We're coming up on 365, and somewhere around 70% of the people who put in for it still don't have it. That doesn't really matter. That ID card is kind of nonsense. This, this matters. The GI Bill matters. Having gone to school on the GI Bill, if I didn't have. That living stipend coming in the way that it was supposed to be, I would have been in a lot of trouble. I would have been in a lot of trouble and a lot of issues. Very quickly before we finish, I know I put this in the uh, in the description of the Facebook Live video, so I want to talk about it. Facebook Live every morning, seven fifteen. Check us out Monday through Friday. There's a veteran facing ten years in prison for f- threatening a congressman in New Jersey. He had issues at a VA medical center contacted his congressman, didn't like what he heard. This is uh, Representative Frank Lobiondo, and this happened back in September of last year, 2017. Joseph Brody then started making threats, saying he was going to show up at the office and it would be a bloodbath and all that stuff. You're not allowed to do that, particularly to our elected officials, and particularly in a climate where we had, uh, literally just down the road from us here, a bunch of congressmen shot uh, last year. Remember that? Yeah. Steve Scalise. That whole thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Earlier this year, actually, it wasn't last year. So this veteran, Joseph Brody, threatened to assault and kill Representative Frank Lobiondu of New Jersey. They went and got him, found weapons uh, at his home that he wasn't allowed to have. Uh, He had contacted the lawmaker to complain about a Department of Veterans Affairs clinic. I understand there are issues at the VA. However, there's a right way and a wrong way to go about complaining about it and trying to get it fixed. Threatening someone's life is not going to get anything done except sending you to trial and then likely to jail. We'll see if Joseph Brody ends up serving the full 10 years or not. But either way, do not threaten your representatives. If you don't like them, vote them out of office. Don't threaten their lives. That's the way that it works. All right, you're listening to The Morning Briefing here on Entercom Radio's ConnectingVets.com. You can find us on social media. We are at ConnectingVets on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And on Facebook, you can check out our Facebook Live video, the first segment of the show, every Monday through Friday at 7 15 a.m. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk to Edgar Gonzalez. Edgar is still serving in the United States Army. He's also serving as the co-founder and CEO of Gold Star Vodka, which I have tried, and I'm not being paid to say this. I can tell you it is startlingly good. We're going to find out where that came from and how a failed venture into hoverboards actually led them to the spirits industry. Gold Star Vodka coming up on The Morning Briefing right after this. Welcome back to The Morning Briefing from Entercom Radio's ConnectingVets.com. Connecting Vets every day is our slogan, and you know it's what we're doing You know where I'm doing it. Of course, it's right there in the name, ConnectingVets.com. But we're also on social media, at ConnectingVets on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. That's the best way to be kept abreast of everything that's going on at the site. Any new videos, new stories, new audio. Everything that happens here is going up on social media as it goes up on the site. And there's a Facebook Live segment of this very show every morning at 7.15 a.m. Eastern Time right on the Facebook page. You can see my beautiful face. And who doesn't want to wake up looking at me? Please don't answer that question because I have a feeling the answer is just about everybody. Let's move on to our next guest and stop talking about my looks, please. (laughs) He is one of the founders of Gold Star Vodka. He is also currently serving in the United States Army. Edgar Gonzalez, welcome to the morning briefing. How are you doing today? Good, Eric. Thanks for having me, man. It's absolutely a pleasure, and we're going to be talking to you about a new product that you and your brother are part of the team that created called Gold Star Vodka that I first became acquainted with down at the Military Influencer Conference in Orlando, Florida. But before we do that, let's just talk about you for a little bit, Edgar. So as I mentioned, you're still currently serving in the Army, correct? So when did you join, how long you've been in, and what have you been doing for the Army?
1: Yeah, so um, I came in around... 2010 so i raised my right hand like december 09 but then i didn't go to basic until like 2010 um uh that summer and since then um i've been in the I was in the honor, honor guard for about 7 years so like the honor guard in georgia is military funeral honors you know you go out and you fold the flag play taps you know uh, firing party you know all that good stuff so i was doing that for the first 7 years of my um Uh, my military career, and then now I'm like the training non-commissioned officer for uh for an infantry company, and um we're actually uh, getting ready to deploy here in the next few months to Afghanistan.
0: Well, there you go. I mean, uh, you're still serving, but also have started a business on the side. Before we get into the details about Gold Star Vodka and what you guys are doing with it, uh, what's it been like as someone serving in the military and starting a business at the same time? Has that been difficult for you to do?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. (laughs) Yeah, um, you just got to know how to, you know, be able to kind of turn it off, turn it on, you know, and know how to, you know, spin both plates at the same time, right? Because at this point in time, like you, you're not giving your 100% in the army no more, and then at the same time, you're not giving 100% in your side business either. You know, so you're gonna have to find that, you know, that, you know, that good equal um, type of attention for each and every uh, career path. You know
0: absolutely and and what made you decide to to go into business for yourself? Was it the product that came first, or did you have the itch to become an entrepreneur uh, before you even had something that you wanted to sell
1: well um actually eric man uh so it all started with the hoverboards i don't know if i like, I, I think I mentioned this before when we met at uh m i c but um so you know at first you know I was you know just doing on guard and I was doing um uh school you know at the same time I was doing night classes so I would do army stuff all during the day come um straight from you know work I would go straight to you know my Georgia Gwinnett college the college I was going to at the time I was doing night classes and um you know I had my roommate at the time and he was like hey man like check out this hoverboard you know and um he was showing me a video that his brother-in-law sent him you know and it was kind of like hey so uh these are in Dubai Are these in the United States. And we kind of looked at each other like, nah, man, we're, you know, they're not. And he's like, well, check it out. I was like, I think they're going to make a lot of money. I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you a couple boards. I'll learn how to ride them and uh, let's see what, what what happens from there, you know? So, um, so like, you know, a week later, these boards show up and, you know, we learned how to ride them. Um, we start riding them everywhere and um like i think during this time you know you didn't see hoverboards like that like they were not on the social media yet like nobody even knew about these things so when we started riding them um through the uh you know like walmart or like you know at school people would look at us like you know we just we we just we're riding like an alien aircraft or something you know and uh so everybody was coming at us and um once we saw the demand and the, all the attention it grabbed you know we decided like well let's make a business out of this, you know? And so, um, at that, during that time there wasn't that many competitors, you know, there was like some people in New York and I think a person in, you know, in California. Um, so, you know, we were the only ones in the Southeast at the time, you know, actually like trying to push this product and, um, you know, and, you know, it's kind of funny cause, you know, I didn't, wasn't planning to do business. I wasn't planning to, uh, you know, sell anything. I just wanted to go to school. I wanted to get my criminal justice degree. I wanted to go ahead and go to the FBI, you know, do my, do my stuff. And then, you know, do work for the government for probably in the next 20 years. But then when I saw this, um, becoming a thing, you know, it kind of opened my entrepreneur kind of, um, perception, you know, on like life, you know? And so, you know, we started selling them and we started bringing a lot of money. You know, so we just did the basics, right? Create a website, you know, business cards. And, you know, as the demand grew, you know, our popularity grew. And, like, we started having a lot of contacts from, you know, L.A., um, you know, like Safari, Nicki Minaj's ex-boyfriend, he con- contacted us. Uh, T.I., we sat down with T.I. in Atlanta. You know, he wanted equity in our business. Um, we just, we grew. music. We, we got music videos. Um, uh, Hollywood, uh, some of the people from Warner Brothers, you know, they wanted our boards to be in some of their movies. So we had, like, a lot of um, movies lined up for us to put our products in. I mean, we're, we just grew so big so fast. And then, um, you know, uh, over a weekend, you know, we had Mark Cuban. He bought the patent to these boards, right? And um, he bought the patent and started sending cease and desist letters all over, you know, all the small companies pretty much like, hey, if you don't stop selling these one sue you for three times the worth of what they really worth. Right. That we're selling them at. So pretty much over one weekend, we was kind of like out the game. And then, um, then, uh, the people from Warner brothers were like, Hey, so we're sorry for everything that happened. We just want to let you know that the next brand or product that you come up with, we'll try to hook you up and, um, be in front of a millions of eyes, you know? And so, all right, cool. You know, that's awesome. You know? And so, uh next thing he kind of planted a seed you know and then uh, my brother-in-law at the time mark Seymour, he was kind of like okay well um because he was kind of helping me out a little bit with the boards he was like hey man i think we should uh should do a vodka you know and i was like man what's the point of doing a vodka he's like well um well one we already got the contact right you know we can get the contact get in front of millions of eyes and uh two he's like um I think that the vodka is, like, the number one, I think, drinking or consumes liquor at the time, you know? So we kind of looked into it, and there was a lot of veteran whiskeys, there was a lot of veteran bourbons, beer, but there wasn't a vodka, right? And it was obviously – and then, and so that's kind of like what kind of turned the table for us to kind of do a veteran vodka. And then, um, you know, I was doing the Honor Guard for so long, you know, I've done over a 1,000 military – you know, services, right? i folded the flag over a thousand different times, you know, for, you know, for um for people that served in the military, you know? And so, you know, um although, well, let's, let's give back. You know, if we're going to do something, let's give back. You know, that's not something that I wanted to do with the hoverboards, but it just, um we weren't doing that, you know? And so we're like, well, if we're going to do it with the veteran community, let's be tight with the veteran community. Let's give back to our community and let it grow. And so that's kind of where we kind of, found uh, the vodka. That's kind of how we found like kind of the purpose behind the vodka and our initiatives and stuff. And then um, next thing you know, man, we, uh, we got with the investor, investor, you know, he was an um, ex-Ranger guy, ex-SF guy, you know, and uh, we pitched to him. He was all about it. And then um, next thing you know, we partnered with Local Choice, uh, which is, um, you know, one of the uh, partners with Gold Star Vodka, right? So Gold Star Vodka is one of the brands underneath local choice and Paula, um, is actually our, our partner and CEO of local choice. And, um, so she kind of does like the other half, you know, um, of the business, like distribution, manufacturing, those type of things. And, um, uh, after that, man, we have just been pushing, we've been pushing and, you know, we kind of, um, we're doing a really good job in Atlanta, you know, in our very first year we were able to actually, uh, push, uh, over 20,000 bottles, you know, or 10,000 bottles, sorry, we were able to push 10,000 bottles and we're able to donate our first check, two folds of honor, uh, $20,000. And, um, so it was pretty cool. And, um, you know, uh, I just love doing what we're doing, man. And, you know, love giving back and we're supposed to be doing another check giveaway, um, for veterans day coming up soon too. So,
0: Wow. That's very cool stuff, and we're speaking with Edgar Gonzalez, one of the co-founders of Gold Star Vodka, uh, serving still in the United States Army, as is your brother, who's part of the Gold Star team. So, how did you and your how do you and your brother deal with uh, with working together when it comes to dealing with this entrepreneurial project? And he's also serving in the army right now, correct?
1: Right, right, for sure. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I guess so when I started this, you know, it was um, it was me and my brother-in-law, right? And then, um, you know, now that I'm going to Afghanistan, you know, I was like, man, I need to, I need a right hand man. I need a right hand man. I need to be able to, um, you know, hand over the torch to people, to somebody that can, um, be able to run operations and stuff like that. And so, you know, my brother really stepped up and was like, man, I see all this stuff that you're doing. And he's like, um, let me, let me, let me do this. He was like, I got you. Don't worry about it. He was like, um, I was like, uh, I, I'm going to take over this ops and, you know, be able to take this to the next level. And, um, you know, we, we worked real hard together for the past, like, six months of, like, kind of doing a left seat, right seat type of ordeal, you know. And, um, you know, he's learning the ropes and, you know, he's a very competent dude. And um, I wouldn't trust anybody else but him to be able to do this. So, you know, he'll be he'll be good to go. Awesome guy. You know, he work hard, go-getter. Um, like you said, like he's, he's currently doing on guard thing right now. So it's like, there's the honor guard schedule is so crazy. You know, you work every day, seven, seven, you know, seven days a week, you know, so him working every day, even on the weekends. And then on the, on the same time, uh, putting in work, you know, emails, staying up till 12, 1 o'clock in the morning to be able to push the stuff. I mean, it's crazy. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like you have to be able to, uh, turn it off and on when, uh, you know, still being active, and then at the same time, um, still you know trying to run a vodka brand.
0: Let's talk about that product because, as I said, I was down at the military influencer conference, and you guys have have teamed up a little bit with John Burke, who's just been on the show recently, talking about Alpha Nerds Guild. He's got a lot of coals and a lot of fires. He he tried your product and said, you know what, I tried it, I loved it, so I wanted to see what we could do together. I got to try it as well, and man. I am going to tell you right now, I was not expecting it to be as good as it is. So where does the product <laughs> come from, and, and how have you guys created such a, a, a great product?
1: So uh, the vodka is actually distilled in Charleston, South Carolina, where, with local choice. Um, it's distilled by corn, right? So vodkas can be distilled by a lot of different stuff, right, like potato, uh, grapes, like rock, corn. Um and you know ours is distilled from corn here from in America, and um we kind of do a really cool um distillation process right where it's like um they um you know distill the 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 vodka from corn and um and just, like i said, it's distilled six times gluten free and um like I said it's very smooth, everybody likes it. You can actually feel the the sweetness of corn when you take a take a good little shoot of it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. I'm not a huge vodka drinker. Uh, I have a friend who is and always told me, you know, try it straight. That's the way to test a vodka. And if you don't recoil in horror, you know, you're dealing with something that's at least pretty good. Uh, Yours was kind of dangerously good where I thought, man, I could probably drink this all night, which would lead to a bad day tomorrow if that were to happen. So it, it really is something that having tried it myself, I can say, yeah, it's pretty darn good. And no, I'm not being paid anything to say that. I'm just telling people what I experienced being down at that conference and getting to interact with your uh, your fellow veterans, I mean, yeah, you're still serving, but, hey, you've also served. Uh, what was that like, getting to see you know people react to your product uh, directly? And, and a lot of people, you know, with the Marine soldiers, sailors, airmen, and so on down there who aren't going to uh, sugarcoat things for you. They're going to give you what they really think. Uh, what was it like getting the response that you got down there?
1: Well, you know, honestly, um, it wasn't that big of a change what I'm used to. You know, um, since I've started this uh, this vodka venture, and it's always been the same. You know, we've always been the rock stars, always. And it's not like I'm not trying to sit here and brag, but it's just like I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just it's the vodka, the way it tastes, the purpose behind it. I don't, I don't really know. But every time I've been to any networking event, any time I've been to any little conference or meeting or Get together, and I brought the vodka. Like it was always like we were always the the rock stars, always. And I would pour it. I never. I mean, I've had maybe like one or two bad feedbacks, and this is like real people, you know, people with liquor. I mean, you know how it is, sales. You know, I mean, you know people would be like, man, get that, you know, rubbing alcohol away from me, you know. Um, but uh, but I've always had a good um reaction to people, and so when we actually went down to milit uh the military influencer conference. It was awesome because, you know, we had John Burke who, you know, we, um, you know, we're still finishing up the paperwork of contracting as an official partner with us, you know, and, um, you know, he, I remember sending him a bottle and I remember when we first started talking, he was like, he's like, yeah, man, he's like, look, I like the, I like the brand. I like what it looks like, you know, um, I like, what I like the purpose behind it. He's like, but you need to send me a bottle, man. And I was like, all right, I can do that. He's like, yeah, because it's like, if it tastes like crap, I can't stand behind a, a, you know, a product that's not quality. I was like, all right, man, look, too easy, you know. Sent a bottle. He called me that day drinking it, like (laughs) drinking it. He was like, man, this is ridiculously good. He's like, let's do it. When do we start? Let's go, you know. And so when, by the time we went down to the MIC and I met up with him, I mean, I think y'all were already drinking with him, I think, (laughs) when we got down there, you know. So, um, so I think what was awesome about having John is that, uh, you know, he was able to open doors and open up those conversations with people that, you know, we probably wouldn't have been able to do, you know? Um, and that's kind of like, you know, that was kind of my big thought process of bringing on John because, you know, he, he, um, he's big on values, right? And you want somebody like that on your team to be able to push product with values. Right. And, um, so I'm glad to have him on, on the team and, um, have him you know, kind of represent our brand and, uh, You know, and I'm just glad that, you know, we're able to go to MIC and, you know, have the the typical reaction we get, you know.
0: And of course, uh, we just had Jason Justice, who's the founder of Justice Label and also the uh, Distiller Brewer and Vintner Network and this new Veteran Beverage Festival, which also includes a competition that I found out you guys are actually entered in. What do you think that's going to be like? You know, are you looking forward to competing against your fellow veterans uh, products down there in San Antonio this weekend?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, you know, what this shows is that um, where we are where we actually at, right? Because, I mean, you know, ov- ov- obviously, like, I'm going to be oh, my vodka is good. You know, and obviously people that, uh, most people that reach out to me, you know, most people, okay, uh, they'll be like, oh, yeah, your vodka is good. But, like, usually they don't want a dollar or two out of me, <laughs> you, know? you know what I mean? So when I actually go into a competition, you know, now it's kind of like, okay, now it's not about just personal opinion now it's kind of like okay now you have like 20 50 judges up here to actually taste your stuff and you're competing with the rest of the veterans in your market let's see what you really are you know let's see what you're really at you know so i think it's awesome i'm all about competing and um and if you're not competing man you're just selling yourself short you know so i think it's gonna be good times
0: when there are those serving or those who have served out there who have the idea for a business, you know, you've done a couple of things. You told us about the ill-fated hoverboard thing with Mark Cuban coming in and just scorched, going scorched earth on your hoverboards. (laughs) Still hurts, Yeah. Oh, I imagine it does. It sounds like it was about (laughs) ready to break, but then things happen. You know, having had one thing that kind of failed uh, through no fault of your own that way. And now having one that's looking like it might be a pretty darn big success. What's the biggest piece of advice that you would give to a veteran or soldier sailor airman marine out there who's thinking of starting their own business? What would you tell them first above all else
1: Um I would have to say that it's possible man i think that's I think that's where a lot of people you know they draw themselves short, man, because um you know, when the – well, not the vodka, the, the hoverboard, right? When it was brought to my attention, I was like, man, look, I'm going to school. I'm trying to do this federal government stuff, you know. Um, I don't really got time for that, you know. And then you start realizing the demand, and you start realizing um, that there is still money out there to be made, right? That it, that it is possible, you know. Um, and I think that for anybody, and especially veterans, right, because a lot of them get out the military, you know, with no plan. They don't have no pace plan. You know, they just kind of get out and they're like, oh, I'm going to wing it, you know, and they have so many uh, programs and benefits for, you know, veterans to benefit off of to get them, you know, to get them that next step further, you know, out of the, you know, the military and the civilian sector. So my biggest advice is like, hey, you know, if you're going to do something, put 100% in it, you know, don't give up and uh, believe that it's possible, you know, because if you believe that it's possible, then, you know, that hope and all that, all that energy that you put into something will eventually happen, right? And it might not happen on this venture, it might not happen on the next venture, right? But as as long as you keep on having a mindset where it's like that it can happen, you'd be good, you know, whether it's this venture or the next.
0: And, of course, as we're speaking with Edgar Gonzalez, co-founder of Gold Star Vodka, Edgar, when it comes to the liquor, spirits, beer, wine industry, you know, a lot of military members, I'm a sailor, sailors know a bit about drinking, they might think, hey, maybe the liquor industry is is the thing for me, maybe I should go into that. Is it something you'd recommend or is there something that they should have to do first before they make the decision on leaping out, leaping in fully into that industry?
1: Man, I would say this, the liquor industry is probably the hardest industry you can get into. And I'm talking about this hands down, right? Uh, Just a quick little example. So online sales, right? So um, there's so many regulations and licensing, and each and every state is different, right, with their different liquor laws and their different licensing, right? I mean, it's just crazy, ridiculous. So, like, I'm out of Georgia, right? I live in Atlanta, right? And so I can't even go on the website. Right, and then order a bottle to ship to my house in Atlanta. Right, and I'm here. Right, and that's kind of like where we push a lot of our vodka out of, you know. And I can't do that because like the Georgia's, you know, liquor laws. Right, and there's and that's a lot. And that's a lot for many states out there, you know. And so there's only like I think ten or twelve states we can actually ship to, uh, through our website, you know. So that you know that impedes our movement. You know, dramatically. Right. And so when you have when you get yourself an industry that has all these barriers and have all these obstacles for you to maneuver around, obviously, um, it's it's hard to get into. And um, I wouldn't (laughs) I just wouldn't uh, I don't know, advise anybody to do the liquor business unless they, you know, they partner up with a distillery like we did.
0: Yeah, we've talked to others before about how, you know, you have your massive companies, your Diageos and all those, Ambev and everything around the world that uh, they've got a lot of it cornered. A lot of people don't realize that while you may have a favorite brand of whiskey, you may have two that you like. Guess what? There's a good chance those two are owned by the same company if you go up the tree far enough. Um, For sure. When it comes to what's next for Gold Star Vodka, I mean, you're available in Georgia right now. Uh, is there any plan in place? Are you starting to move to kind of expand where your product is available? Or is that something that's still a little farther down the line?
1: No, actually, that's um, that's kind of like a 50, 100-meter target right now. So, um, obviously, we're here in Atlanta, right? Um, There's kind of like a big, huge kind of like uh, initiative um right now, you know, like I said, John Burke's with us now. So he's um we just got a big huge order to open up Texas. So Texas is gonna be opened up here very, very soon. Um and we're um gonna be, you know, around the Dallas area, you know, in Texas, and then we're just gonna grow, grow and we'll have a campaign um for the Texas state here soon. Um also in DC, so right right where you're at, you know. Um Military Fresh Network is out there as well. Right. And, um, you know, we partner with them, so they're gonna, we're gonna have some cases heading y'all's way. So oh, very, cool. very soon we're gonna be able to push Texas and DC and, um, be able to open up those markets and, uh, be able to get, you know, that bucket in the hands of the people that support us, you know? So it's going to be good stuff, good stuff coming, coming soon.
0: And if people are interested in finding out more about Gold Star Vodka and the team over there, including the Gonzalez brothers, we've been speaking to Edgar right here. Edgar, where do people go to find out more about Gold Star?
1: You can go to our website at GoldStarVodka.us, and um, you can you can order online straight from our website. And we have um, a blog section where we kind of where we do our Veterans of the Month and uh, the About Us page. Uh, I encourage everybody to check it out. You know, it's good stuff, and uh, you can learn a lot from us.
0: And we want to thank Edgar Gonzalez from Gold Star Vodka for joining us here on The Morning Briefing. I'm your host, Eric Dame. And that just about does it for this Friday edition of the show. We'll, of course, be back on Monday. We're going to have more great interviews, great conversation coming up for you next week. In fact, on Monday, we're going to tell you about a company that is trying to make getting prescription medications a little bit less costly. Not just for veterans, for everybody But I think particularly with the TRICARE uh, payments and all that stuff for uh, prescriptions going up, a lot of you are going to want to know about this. That's coming up on Monday, and we've got a whole lot more headed your way next week. And, of course, this weekend, CBS Eye on Veterans is playing around the country. You can go to ConnectingVets.com and search Eye on Veterans, and you'll find a list of all the radio stations where our products play on the weekends and during the weekdays, these little one-minute reports that we do as well. On behalf of myself and the ConnectingVets.com team, hope you have a fantastic weekend, and we can't wait to see you again Monday morning. Have a great day. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours